Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlaineCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blen, and I count it a blessing, BCU family, to be here with you on this episode number 69 of our podcast. Well, we are looking at the book of Nehemiah. We are now up to chapter 7, and we are highlighting some of the important parts that God has been speaking to us about. So listen, go ahead and take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine Courage's You is coming to you with gateways, gatekeeping, and you. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are back with our Nehemiah study. Last time we were together, we were in Nehemiah chapter 6, and we got victory, everybody. We saw that victory where Nehemiah and his crew completed the wall with the help of the Lord. And in spite of, I might add, the attempts from Team Tobiah to thwart Nehemiah's efforts. When God commissions you to do something, it will be completed, enemy or not. So in taking a quick recap over what we've talked about as we've talked through the book of Nehemiah, we chatted about overcoming people approval, the importance of gates, what to do when we're attacked on the wall, when we just get plain weary on the wall, getting back to work on the wall, confronting the enemy that's among us, as well as learning how to lead and govern people with the help of the Lord versus bossing and managing people. So a lot of good information that we can apply to our daily lives has come right out of the book of Nehemiah chapters 1 through 6. And if you missed any of those studies, not to worry. You can head on over, if you're not already here, to the BlaineCouragesYou.com site and check it out under series and studies. Or if you're listening on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or iTunes, you'll see a complete list of all the Nehemiah studies there for your education and for your encouragement. So for the remainder of the chapters of Nehemiah, what we're going to do is highlight some of these scriptures um, that I feel with God's help and with his leading that are going to be important for us to apply also in our daily lives. So what we're going to do is take a look at Nehemiah chapter 7 verses 1 through 3. All right, Nehemiah chapter 7, verse 1 says, Now it came to pass, when the wall was built, and I had set up the doors, and the porters, and the singers, and the Levites were appointed. I gave my brother Haniah and Hananiah, ruler of the palace, charge over Jerusalem, for he was a faithful man and feared God above many. And I said unto them, Let not the gates of Jerusalem be opened until the sun be hot, 
And while they stand by, let them shut the doors and bar them and appoint watches of the inhabitants of Jerusalem, everyone and his watch and everyone to be over against his house. Now recall, BCU family, that in biblical times, that cities were surrounded by huge, thick walls that represented strength, beauty, and protection. Gates were needed to let or keep allowable things in and to kick the bad things out or keep them out. So it was needful that the gates be actually physically manned in order to get that done. So this is why Nehemiah assigned porters or gatekeepers to keep watch on the wall. Gatekeepers were an integral part of the city. They had to be alert, faithful, and trustworthy as they decided who was allowed and who was denied access. So as some background information to verse number three, because that's where we're going to focus, typically the gates were opened before sunrise to allow shopkeepers to set up their tents, to set up their shops and all of those types of things. It was likely that Tobiah, Samballot, and other enemies were still lurking. So rather than give them a chance to attack in the darkness, Nehemiah gave specific instructions to the gatekeepers to prevent that from happening. And we'll get to that in just a little bit. I want to contrast this with how God has appointed us as gatekeepers as well along with specific precautionary instructions to help avoid us being ambushed by the enemy in darkness as well. So let's take a look at Nehemiah, again, chapter 7, verse 3, and let's break down the four directions that were given. So the first directive that Nehemiah gave was to wait until the sun was hot. And what that meant was, is to wait until it was really good and light out so that there was no chance for the enemy to come out of any dark corner. So he probably didn't open up those gates until close to 11 or 12 o'clock noon if we had to put a time frame around it. So how we can contrast this to us is, is that we are to walk in the light of Christ and allow the Holy Spirit to spotlight any potential and actual areas of darkness so that we can avoid being attacked unaware. Now, BCU family, there are times when God just does allow certain things to happen to us for a reason. Other times, though, our surprise attacks are the result of an irregular prayer life, not reading or studying the Word of God like we should. Perhaps we're slacking on attending our local church services, Bible study, and Sunday school. Additionally, when we do do those things, we need to apply with the help of the Lord what we've learned. If not, we will miss God's voice, miss his instructions, 
and the enemy's sneak attacks come and overtake us to places of despair, dissatisfaction, darkness, and discouragement. Let's check the no box on that and go toward the light. John 8 and 12 says, Then Jesus spake again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. All right, that second directive from Nehemiah says, Until then, the doors were to be shut and barred to keep the enemy from entering. Now, with God's help, BCU family, we want to practice shutting and barring the doors that lead to darkness. Ancient Greeks believed that the heart and mind were linked and work in tandem, thus the saying, I know this by heart. That said, the gateway of your mind is where all things originate. Those things that we are thinking about or that we're meditating on, they will grow in our hearts and come out in our words and deeds. Therefore, in order to keep the door shut from darkness, we've got to protect the heart and mind proactively. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 reminds us, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Meditate on these things. Also, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says, to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of that heart are the issues of life. All right, we are down to directive number three, where gatekeepers were appointed to watch over the people in Jerusalem, and they had to be on their assigned post on the wall at their correct time. So at first glance, I would say that this directive is for the leaders that God has actually chosen. You know, the bishops and pastors, elders, teachers, etc. You know, when we are blessed to be under good and godly leadership, what that leadership will always do is to rightly divide the word of God and whatever they tell us will line up rather than be contrary to the word of God. Also, we can glean wisdom from our leaders' painful and difficult experiences that they share with us so we do not have to go through that same experience or if we happen to be going through at that time because that's just the way that God has things set up, our leaders can be a source of encouragement. Our scripture reference comes from Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch over your souls, 
as they must give an account that they might do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. A second point to this is we also need to be gatekeepers for our young people. Yes, our children. The music, movies, television shows, lifestyles, and activities, and even some of the language that were once considered risque and taboo to see, hear, talk about, and do have now become the norm. And our babies are intentionally being exposed to darkness in the hopes that it becomes normal for them. So VCU family, while restricting access and explaining why, with love, of course, and the words that God gives you to say, may not make you super popular with your children. It may not make it make you popular with your children now. Prayerfully, they will thank you for saving them from a world of trouble later. And if they don't, know that God will reward you. Our scripture reference comes from Proverbs chapter 22, verse number 6. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4 says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And our last scripture on this subject comes from Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And it says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So finally we are at the fourth directive from Nehemiah, and it says, And keep watch in front of your own home. So in looking at that, and how it applies to us, BCU family, we are the gatekeepers over our own homes, meaning our souls. What are we allowing in that the Lord really wants us to deny access to? What gateway is most vulnerable to you? Is it the programming that you watch, the music that you hear, the company that you keep maybe? You know, we often dismiss away the things that God is nudging us to give up because we just say it's, it's just a form of entertainment. If that entertainment, quote unquote, is causing you to think on or act in ways that are contrary to what God says, then we're going to want to think about getting our amusement from a more wholesome place. Additionally, we really want to practice yielding to Christ, thereby just lessening our desire to do anything to displease Him and to jeopardize our soul. Our scripture reference comes from Matthew chapter 18, verse 9. And if your eye offends you, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life or into heaven with one eye rather than having two eyes 
being cast into the hell fire. Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 through 17 says, This I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 33 reminds us to not be deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Ooh, PCU family, this is a call to action and really a gut check that causes us to think about, you know, how are our gatekeeping skills? Where are the places that we are opening up our shops while the sun is still down? Are we intentional in ensuring that the gates of darkness are shut and barred with the help of the Lord? Yes, indeed. A lot of work to do. I know, myself included. You know, while this might be a challenge with God, you do know that all things are possible, right? Yes, indeed, because we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. And that's found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. So once again, BCU family, we're going to continue to highlight certain passages of scripture to close out our Nehemiah study. So I'm prayerful that you'll stay tuned for our next post and podcast. In the meantime, we'd love to hear what you took away from what we talked about today. So please leave a comment in the designated section below on the BlendCouragesYou.com site or wherever you are listening from. And speaking of which, if you have not already subscribed to BlendCouragesYou.com, it's a good time to do so. It's absolutely free of charge and it is a good place to get the encouragement, inspiration, and inspiration you are looking for based on the Word of God. In addition, you can chat with me on the daily. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're also now on YouTube with the Word of the Week. You can also listen to and subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and on iTunes. So whatever is your preferred method to get to BlendCouragesYou.com, we pretty much got you covered. All right, BCU family. So this is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com. I'm going to go ahead and sign off, but not before saying thank you so much for tuning in on today. We certainly do appreciate you. It is my prayer that as you gatekeep well with the help of the Lord, that he will continue to bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the wall. We'll see you next time.